You're listening to the Touch Em Up Podcast. I'm your host, Double M. And in our next episode, we're going to be going over the UFC 240 card as well as the UFC on ESPN4 with a main event bout between Rafael Dos Anjos and Leon Rocky Edwards in the welterweight division. So without any further ado, I'm Double M. Let's get this started and step into the ring. Hey guys, how's it going tonight? We have a lot to go over, so it's, this probably is going to be a two or three part episode. I want to go over the card this weekend, obviously, UFC on ESPN4 which uh, has a main event between Rafael Dos Anjos and Leon Rocky Edwards. And then I'd like to go over UFC 240, which takes place next Saturday, July 27th, from, I think it's Edmonton, Canada, but to what the main event between Max Blessed Holloway and Frankie the Answer Edgar. So we have a lot to go over. Also, a couple fight announcements, big, big main event announcements for um, the UFC coming up in September. So it's going to be great. So let's start off with the... Announcements. So they announced that Brian T. City Ortega is going to be making his return after his title fight loss to Max Blessed Holloway. And he's going to be going up against another guy who just came back, um, the Korean zombie, Chan Sung Jung, who's coming off that vicious first round knockout over Hanato Moikano. This is a great fight, really good fight for both guys. It, it puts them right back, puts them right up there in the title contention. You know, the winner of this is most likely going to get the next shot at featherweight, at the featherweight championship. But if Holloway ends up getting the victory over uh, Frankie Edgar at UFC 240, I see Holloway moving up to lightweight. I don't think he stays at featherweight that much longer. I know he says he is, but the fact that he took that fight against Poirier, maybe he's going to you know, do what DC and Henry Cejudo did and fight at both weight classes. But I think once he moves up to 55, he doesn't go back down to 45 because I think it's a tough weight cut for him. Even though he's not that big, it's hard for him. He tried to make it on short notice at UFC 223 when he was going to fight Habib and it ended up not working out well for him. So we'll see how it goes, but it should be awesome. I can't wait for those fights. If I'm leaning towards anybody right now, this fight is so hard to pick between Ortega and the Korean Zombie because Zombie doesn't fight that often, but when he does, you know, it's always it's always exciting. Ortega always goes for the finish as well. The grappling exchanges between Ortega and the Korean Zombie are going to be really interesting to see. You know Ortega's a black belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu under the Gracie family. Uh, if he gets a hold of your neck, it's usually game over. Um, Holloway was able to get away from some of his submissions when they fought at UFC 231. But it was more of a it was it was more of just the accumulation of strikes he was hitting Ortega with, and then just he was stayed calm in the positions. And a lot of people freak out when Ortega's got your neck or one of your limbs, and uh, he was able to stay calm and get out of the way. And then another fight that got announced for September twenty first, UFC on Fight Night eighty one in Vancouver, the main event between Justin the Highlight Gaethje and Donald Cowboy Cerrone in the lightweight division. What? a fucking fight. This fight is going to be violence from bell to bell. Both guys are going to come out swinging. I hope Cerrone, he's been showing up in his fights lately, looking really good against Tony Ferguson. You know, he kind of got pieced up, but he looked good in the opening six changes in that fight. He wanted that rematch against Tony Ferguson, but if he beats Justin Gaethje, he's right there for title contention. Maybe he gets that fight against Ferguson and it's going to be great. I can't wait to see this fight. I don't know what else is going to get announced for the card, but I'm sure they're going to stack it, especially with a main event between Cerrone and Gaethje. You know it's going to be insane. Oh, man. 
I'm going to lean towards Gaethje just because his power and he's always in, he has unbelievable pressure that he puts you under and Cerrone doesn't really deal that well. He can't deal too good with pressure. You know, it kind of, it depends. There's some fights like the Matt Brown fight he had trouble with in the beginning, but then he was able to find his groove and get that head kick knockout over him at UFC 206. So he can fight under pressure, but it's not Cerrone's, you know, wheelhouse. He likes to be the one to dictate the pace and against Gaethje, I don't see him being able to dictate the pace, but he had an amazing performance against Ally Quintus. So who knows? I, all I'm saying is I can't wait for this fight. Get your popcorn ready because it's either going to be quick or it's going to be a bloodbath. Either way, it's going to be freaking amazing. I'm going to hype the crap out of this fight on every podcast I do because I know it's going to be amazing. So Justin Gaethje, Donald Cerrone, let's go, baby. Now let's get into some of these predictions. I have two cards I want to go over. This one this weekend actually kind of snuck up on me. I didn't expect it to come up as quick as it, it did. I thought it was maybe next week, and then I realized, oh, shit, you know, it's UFC 240 next Saturday. So this week we've got, like I said, UFC on ESPN4, and it's about between a welterweight main event between top contenders Rafael Dos Anjos and Leon Edwards. And then the co-main event, you have a heavyweight bout between Alexi Olenek and Walt Harris. And then another heavyweight bout between Greg Hardy, Juan Adams. But my top three fights on this card are going to be the main event, RDA versus Leon Rocky Edwards. And then we've got a lightweight bout between James the Texecutioner Vic and Dan the Hangman Hooker. And then we also have a fight between Alexander Hernandez and Francisco Trinaldo. Those are going to be your top three fights for the card. Super, super, it's not a stacked card, but it's definitely solid. And the main event is worth it for me. I know if you're not a hardcore fan, you might be like, who's Leon Edwards? I'm not really sure who he is because he hasn't really hit that mainstream stride yet. But it's a really good fight, a really tough matchup for both of these guys, and it's really hard to pick. Let's start out with the main event. So we'll do, so Rafael Dos Anjos is coming off a win over Kevin Lee in Kevin Lee's welterweight debut. You know, a lot of people, I think, thought Kevin Lee was going to be refreshed and rejuvenated at welterweight coming in being able to not have to cut that weight and being able to put that grappling pressure on uh, Rafa RDA, Rafael Dos Anjos. But you know what? From what I remember in that fight, he uh, Kevin Lee did good in the first two rounds, but he came out and just threw everything he had into every shot. It was all power and speed right out of the gate, and he just blew his gas tank. You know, he didn't, he didn't take it slow. You know, I, th I think the most important thing when you're fighting, unless you're fighting a guy you know doesn't do well under pressure – just take it slow in the beginning. Just, you know, feel them out, get your feelers out there, try to find your range and everything and go, go to work. And I think that's what RDA did against Kevin Lee because he knew Kevin Lee was probably going to come out and try to take him down right away and bulldoze him because he thought he was the bigger, stronger guy. And RDA did get taken down, but he had really good takedown defense in this fight. From what I remember, he was able to stuff a lot of the takedowns and he tried to take him down up against the fence and he landed a lot of, he had really good striking Kevin Lee landed some heavy body kicks and stuff in this fight, but RDA just weathered the storm, and then Kevin Lee just blew his gas tank out. Like midway through that second round, he was starting to get tired, and then that fourth round came around. Kevin Lee shot for another takedown. He just, all his gas tank was gone. RDA got that head and arm control, the front headlock, and spun to his back, you know, beat him up a little bit, and then took the arm triangle and submitted Kevin Lee. So a really good win for RDA. Coming back after those two tough losses to uh, Colby Covington and Kamaru Usman. 
So that's amazing, and I can't wait to see it. If I'm leaning, and then Leon Edwards, he's coming off of two really solid wins, one over Donald Cowboy Cerrone in Singapore, I believe, and then another over another decision victory over Gunnar Nelson, where he was able to dictate the pace through the striking, but he also was able to outgrapple grapple Gunnar Nelson, and that's really tough. That's really, really impressive because I feel like Gunnar Nelson is one of the best grapplers in the UFC. I know, you know, he's not mainstream. He's a little bit more out there because of the fight he had or because he trains with McGregor and he got a lot of the, you know, a lot of the mainstream guys were picking up on him because of that. But he's had some tough losses, Comes came back with some good wins over um, – he beat Alex Oliveira, and then I believe he had one more victory, but he ended up suffering that tough loss to Leon Edwards. So, you know, this fight's really tough to call. It It's going to come down to who can dictate the striking on the feet because I think the grappling, RDA is an amazing grappler. And, you know, you don't he's not good at defend. He's not that good of a defensive grappler. But he's very good at offensive grappling and wrestling and, you know, being able to control you on the ground. He is a Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt. So, you know, he's always coming to fight. And Leon Edwards, you know, we're not known. He's not known as a grappler because he's able to dictate the pace with his striking on the feet and his distance management and being able to get his shots off clean. But to be honest, this is a really tough fight to pick. In the beginning of the week, I was I was leaning towards Rafael Dos Anjos. Then I was leaning towards Leon Edwards. I don't even know if I can make a pick for this fight. I mean, RDA has a record of 29 wins and 11 losses, and then Leon Edwards has a record of 17 wins and 3 losses. I might have went over that already, but I'm not 100% sure. But it's such a tough fight to call. Um, if I had to, if I, I mean, obviously I have to make a pick. I'm going to go with Leon Edwards in this one. I think... I think RDA is going to try to grapple more in this fight. And obviously he has tremendous striking. You know, he trains under Rafael Cordero, who's one of the best Muay Thai practitioners or kickboxing trainers in the world. And I think it's going to be a close fight. I don't see this being a finish. I think it goes all five rounds to a decision. But I think Leon Edwards is just the cleaner, crisper striker. You know, I feel like RDA obviously has unbelievable striking and his kicks to the body, his straight left hands, and everything just works really well. He's a really good traditional Muay Thai kickboxer, has amazing clinch work, but I was going to say that RDA would probably do better in the clinch. If you're a casual fan, that's when, you know, they're in close and they got their, uh, they're like chest to chest, head to head, and they control themselves by uh, using a a plum clinch. That's what I'm going to call it. There's a there's a clinch where you can grab the bicep and the head, and then you can do the tie plum clinch, which is what a lot of Muay Thai practitioners do, where you go palm to palm on the back of the neck, and then you pull pull them into elbows, knees, uppercuts, and you can move them around from there. I don't really go into this for a lot of casual people, so I'm trying to, you know, get get you to understand if you're not that big of an MMA fan. I want you to be able to see what I see. I know I've trained and you may not have, but I want you to be able to see what I see when I think of these fights or just be able to have a better eye when it comes to mixed martial arts and combat sports. But like I said, I thought RDA would have an advantage in the clinch. You saw him use it very well against Robbie Lawler when he put that clinic of a performance on just whitewashing him all five rounds. And But I, you look at the Leon Edwards and Gunnar Nelson fight, and 
Leon Edwards has a very good clinch game. You saw in that fight against Gunnar Nelson, I was trying to look up the highlights this morning, but I only saw like a few glimpses. Edwards is good at angling off out of the clinch. So when he had Gunnar Nelson up in that clinch, he threw an elbow and then angled off to the side. And that's what dropped Gunnar Nelson. And then he was able to use more of his grappling. And that's actually what broke, fractured Gunnar Nelson's orbital bone in that fight, just from that elbow strike, because he was able to, he was able to move him around, control him a little bit in the clinch. And then he pushed off Gunnar Nelson, angled off to his right, I believe, and threw that elbow and caught him right on the jaw, dropped him. Obviously, it went to a decision, and after the fight is when Jorge Masvidal gave Leon Edwards that three-piece in a soda. But I don't know. I'm going to pick Leon Edwards. I think he's going to be able to dictate the pace more in this fight, which is really tough which is a really tough thing to do against Rafael Dos Anjos because he is a pressure fighter. He doesn't get tired. He thrives under the pressure and getting you to fold under the pressure he puts on you. But I think Leon Edwards striking is just too clean and too crisp and he'll be able to keep RDA at a distance, stop the takedowns. I'm sure RDA will get a few takedowns in this fight and maybe go for a few submission attempts. I could see Dos Anjos getting a submission, but I think Edwards, like I said, is just too crisp, too clean, and is going to be able to keep RDA at a distance and win via unanimous decision. In the co-main event, we have Alexi Olenek versus Walt Harris. You know, Olenek has a record of 57 wins, 12 losses, and one draw. Walt Harris, 12 wins, 7 losses. You know, I'm I'm a little familiar with Alexi Olenek. I think he just lost to uh, Alistair Overeem. I could be wrong, but I believe that was his last fight. Let's see. I want to just double check so I get this right for you guys. Sorry. Hold on. But anyway, this this should be a good fight. I mean, I'm never really a big fan of heavyweight fights in general, but I feel like Olenek, Olenek has an amazing record. I mean, 57 wins, 12 losses, and one draw. You don't lose that often. He has been knocked out a few times, but... I, I just, ugh. I'm going to go with Alexi Olenek. I, I, like I said, I don't know too much about these guys, but Wal Harris, 12 wins and seven losses. I just think Olenek's going to be able to take him to the ground and submit him. I believe Alexi Olenek is the guy who's really good at getting the um, Ezekiel chokes. Doesn't he have like the most wins via Ezekiel choke in, a, in the UFC? So I'm going to go with Olenek to get a submission over Walt Harris. Next, we have a heavyweight bout between UFC newcomer Greg Hardy and Juan Adams. You know, I'm not a big fan of Greg Hardy. He's got ama- he's got good power, and he's decent. He's an okay fighter, but I think it's just more level of competition. Obviously, he's not a CM Punk where he's going to go in there and just get destroyed. But at the same time, I think... Juan Adams, you know, I haven't seen him fight either. I, You know what? No, I saw his last fight. I don't remember who he fought, but he looked good on the feet. And I think he's more technical than Greg Hardy. Obviously, if Hardy connects on him, it could be a problem. But I see Juan Adams being able to KO Greg Hardy. I actually had a dream like two or three nights ago, and I saw, I've saw i pictured Greg Hardy getting caught with like a right hook and just dropped and knocked unconscious. So I'm going to go with my gut on that one. Maybe it was a little foreshadowing, but I think uh, 
Greg, Greg Hardy's going to get knocked out and Juan Adams gets the victory. I'm going to say second round KO for Juan Adams. Now we get to one of the good, the good fights, the big boys on the card. We have James, the Texecutioner Vic versus Dan, the hangman hooker in the lightweight division. Vic holds a record of 13 wins and three losses. Dan Hooker has a record of 17 wins and eight losses. James Vick's coming off a first-round knockout loss to Justin the Highlight Gaethje, and Dan Hooker's coming off a loss to Edson Barbosa. But even in that loss to Barbosa, it showed just how tough and gritty Dan the Hangman Hooker is. I mean, he took several body shots and switch kicks to the body and spinning back kicks to the liver, took everything Barbosa had to offer, and just leg kick after leg kick. And tried to come forward, but Barbosa was just too clean of a striker for him. He did have a, some success, landed a few shots on Barbosa in this fight, but showed a lot of toughness. James Vick, again, good fighter. He's coming off a loss to Paul Felder as well. I think he lost to Justin Gaethje by KO and then lost to Paul Felder by decision on UFC on ESPN1. James Vick's chin is suspect for me. And Dan Hooker is such a clean Muay Thai practitioner and has amazing jujitsu as well. Vic is more of a boxer. He does like to throw kicks to the body. He did it against Justin Gaethje where he tried to throw switch lead kicks and uh, rear roundhouse kicks to the body to keep Gaethje off of him. It only lasted for so long though until Gaethje caught him with that overhand and basically killed him. But Dan Hooker, again, he trains at City Kickboxing with Israel Adesanya and Kai Kara France. Just an amazing, amazing striker on the feet. His record doesn't really say much, you know, 17 and 8, but he has he has victories over knockouts over Gilbert Burns and Ross Pearson. And he he's really good at catching people with a knee up the middle. You just saw this happen at the last card where um his name escapes me, but the team alpha male teammate who lost. Yi Yuang Lim or something. He lost to, uh, was it, I think it was Jonathan, who was it? Jonathan Edwards, maybe? No. Martinez, that was it. Jonathan Martinez caught, um, what was it? Ping Yuang Lim or something. Yeah, I think that was it. Ping Yuang Lim caught him with a knee up the middle as he went to angle off. And Dan Hooker's very good at that as well, being able to, find the distance and everything, and then catch you with a knee up the middle from the feet. That's hard to do when you're not in the clinch because you have to get the distance. And depending on the height difference between the opponents, being able to lunge with a knee right up the center and catch him on the jaw, it's not an easy thing to do. And he also knocked out, when he knocked out Gilbert Burns, I believe it was a right hook as he was trying to circle away from the cage against Dan Hooker. Hooker also has an amazing guillotine choke. He had that fight against Mark Jacasey where he was able to outgrapple him and then just catch him and take his neck. That's why they call him the hangman. You know, he's taking necks, cash and checks. I think Dan Hooker gets a finish in this one. I'm going to say he gets a knockout over James Vick. I'm just not confident in James Vick being a top contender at lightweight. I know his record's good, you know, 13 wins and three losses. But I think Dan Hooker is the future of MMA. And I, for the lightweight division, one of the prospects in that division, and I think Hooker's going to be able to keep him at a distance, pick him apart on the feet, and I think he catches him with the knee up the middle again. You know what? No, I'm going to change that because I he has a really big height advantage over – Vic has a big height advantage over Hooker, so I think he's going to actually probably hurt him on the feet 
and then grab his neck and submit him with a guillotine choke in the second round. So I'm going to go hooker, second round submission. Next, we have another lightweight bout between Alexander Hernandez and Francisco Trinaldo. Hernandez is coming off a knockout loss to Donald Cerrone in the second round, I believe, where he just really beat the crap out of Alexander Hernandez, showed him who was the boss at lightweight, and knocked him out, dropped him with a head kick, and then finished him with strikes on the ground. And then Francisco Trinaldo, you know, I haven't seen a lot of his fights lately. Maybe I have, and I'm just not, you know, familiar with him. But he's coming off a victory over a knockout over Evan Dunham in the second round. Trans Francisco holds a record of 26, 23 wins and six losses. And Hernandez has a record of 10 wins and two losses. <sighs> I'm going to pick Francisco Trinaldo to get the job done here. I know he's kind of hot and cold in his wins and loss record, but I think he's going to be able to just, the experience is going to pay off and he's going to be able to beat Alexander Hernandez by a decision, via decision. You know, Hernandez did knock out Benil Dariush, but you know, he's very good, but I don't think he's there yet. And I think Trinaldo gets the victory by decision in this one. And then there's the first fight on that main card is uh, a heavyweight bout between uh, uh, Andre Arlovsky and Ben Rothwell. This fight doesn't interest me at all. I think they're both way past their prime. I'm going to pick Rothwell to get the job done here. I thought they fought already, but maybe the fight got canceled or this is the second or third fight in a trilogy for them. But yeah, I'm going to say Rothwell gets the decision here. I just think Arlovsky's been KO'd too many times and I don't think he can pull the trigger much anymore. So yeah, I'm going to say Rothwell gets the job done over Andre Olovsky. You know, I'm going to cut this part short here. And then the next part of this episode is going to be UFC 240 predictions. So that's going to be it for this part, guys. All right, stay tuned.